Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is recording stopped. Renea Morales. And today we are going to discuss the wealth within, your money, personality, unleashed. Uh, but before I get into introducing today's guest, I would like to introduce you to your own self a little bit. Uh, if you take your pen and your piece of paper, I would like to invite you to go to this URL right here. It is superpowerquiz.us. And what that does is it gives you a number of questions that determine what your particular spiritual giftedness is in this world and uh, will let you know the things that perhaps you're not appreciating as much about yourself as the rest of the world does. <laughs> That's superpowerquiz.us. Take two minutes and get to know your own giftedness a little bit better. And on that note, I would like to now introduce our guest, Samira Singh. She is a money coach a money mindset coach specifically, and an author based in London. She helps business owners increase their income by removing their money blocks. Her expertise is helping women business owners manifest more money by removing those blocks and building a business aligned with their money personality and values. She also has a book on creating a business aligned with your money personality coming out soon. So welcome, Samira. I am so happy to have you with us here today. Thank you so much for having me over, Zofia. I'm so, so excited to be part of your fabulous podcast and your fabulous show and to be in front of your amazing audience. Absolutely honored to be here. Thank you. I One of the things I like to do when I'm introducing a new person into this world, uh, into our audience here, is to find out how did you start? Was money a thing that was always an easy and strong thing for you, or did you have some struggles around that? I absolutely love that question. I started in this field because I have had every money block or every money sabotage that you can imagine. You name it, and I I have had it from a feeling of lack to uh, having debt issues to being stuck in business. I have had every of those issues. And uh, as I was going through my own journey about healing my relationship with money, and it is a relationship, how we relate to money is just like any other relationship and we have to work through it. And while I was going through my own healing process for this relationship, I decided that this is something which I really want to help other women with. And that's what get me started into my uh, journey as a money mindset coach. And because I have had every money mindset issue that you can imagine, I could really relate to women who I was helping. And I really felt that my mission was to help women reach their full financial potential 
to live a life that they want. Uh, not everyone wants to be a millionaire, but we all want to live a life where we can be authentic and we can live true to what our values is. Um, yeah, money, you, you want you want enough money that you can do the things you want to do and be secure in your life. Exactly, <laughs> you don't have to exactly. be Jeff Bezos, right? <laughs> and basically, that's what and. Uh, uh, then I did some courses and I found my own way through being a money mindset coach. And what now I specialize is really helping women remove the money blocks that they have because we all, as as women, have specific money blocks. We, different people have different money blocks, but as women, you find that you tend to have certain kind of specific money blocks, which is which are same across the literally across the world, and yeah, I exactly. also work through money for people, women's money personality to basically help them create a business which is aligned to their money personality and and help them remove the money blocks which are specific to their money personality, so they so can create. Going, going, sorry, going back to your own story, what were a couple of your earliest money blocks that came up for you and and how did you work through those? Uh, uh, That's an amazing question. Uh, So I'll give you a bit of background about uh, where I came from. So my mom, uh, she comes from a very well-to-do family and my dad, uh, he did not come from a very well-to-do family. And... uh, even though they have a very happy marriage, they're still married. Uh, I, I think it's, it's their 50th in um, five years, five or six years from now. Uh, they, the one issue which we all, I always saw them uh, having dis, uh, having arguments and disagreement was money. So I grew up with two beliefs. The first was this, that money creates problems in a relationship. So money mm. is not really good. Because I saw my parents uh, argue about money. And yeah, the well, then they came from very different money worlds, if you will. <laughs> money exactly. personalities to the side, right? And uh, the second thing which I saw was uh, because um, my, uh, when we were growing up, uh, we didn't have that much money. So I would always feel guilty about uh, asking any if I wanted a toy or I wanted a new book or I wanted something for myself and often I was told that okay we can't you know you can't have it now and mm. that has a block in me that even now even it's a it's an ongoing relationship right even now sometimes when I spend on myself I have this feeling of guilt almost a feeling of shame that I shouldn't be spending money on myself it's wrong Mm, yes, and I, I think more than a few of us feel that way. <laughs> exactly, and uh, this when I grew up, um, this kind of started showing up in different aspects of my life. Uh, one of the things it showed in was I all because I always felt like guilty when people would like. I basically felt that I was not good enough for people anyone to spend money on me. So I invariably mm. walked into relationships with men where I was, even though I didn't have money, I was the one who was spending money. I was the one who was buying them gifts. I was the one who was, uh, uh, you know, treating them. Even yeah. though I was always like that, oh, like, why can't I have someone who pampers me, right? I mean, we're all independent women, but we all want to be pampered at times. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, and it, it's I love that you're highlighting that this is how it was showing up for you. Are there other areas in which this um, no one would want to spend money on me belief kind of came up? Yes, that also in my because it was it also showed in my job. I was always scared to ask for raise, and I always mm. went that I was not paid uh, uh, as much as work I was doing. I was not charging my worth because yeah. again the same belief that why would anyone pay me? And when I started my own business, I didn't start as a money mindset coach. I started in a different uh, niche. When I started my own business. Again, the same thing came that why would anyone pay me? Yeah. And and that'll create all kinds of problems, right? I mean, you can get everything else right in your business. But if you have this, well, why would anyone pay me belief, you will sabotage it at some point along the line, regardless of what a beautiful system you've created for bringing people into the system and talking to them and, and offering your services, right? Exactly. And uh, I firmly believe that, um, yes, the strategy is good, but in any field, it can be sports, it can be business, it can be money, it can be art. What what makes a difference between success and failure is your mindset. Mm. You can have the same kind of strategy uh, and you can give it to two people, but what they will make of it and the level of success, they will take the exactly the same actions, but the level of success they will achieve is would be different because it all comes to the it, it all comes to the mindset what they have. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly, and it's it kind of answers that mystery, right? If you've if you've been in the online business world at all and taken any classes you will notice that there are people who who take the material and go out there and crush it, and there are people who can't find their own hind ends when faced with the same material. And I don't think it has to do with the competence of the people involved. I, I would agree with you. It has to do with the mindset and the expectation of the people as they go into it. Yes, and... uh, uh because I'm very spiritual and I, uh, I, I also believe that the what energy we give out comes back to us. Mm-hmm. So if our energy and our energy is driven is one of the factors which determines our mindset. So if we are giving out our energy to uh, out to the universe or God, whatever you believe in, uh, that you're not good enough or you should not be paid, that's what's going to come back in. Um, when you start doing your business, uh, whether it's online business or like, or if it's, it's a, any other kind of business or even if you're in a job, like a proper mm-hmm. job as an employee. Yeah, exactly. So when did the dime drop for you that it's like, oh crap, this is really holding me back? So I did every every business coach, uh, course you can imagine. I did that. And you did the marketing and the branding and the selling and the courses and yeah, uh-huh. Name it, business strategy, I did it. And I was still not seeing the return on how much I've invested in my business. My mm. debt was growing because I was investing in all these courses. And um, I then I realized that 
it's not the strategies because I did so many courses. The strategy is more or less the same. No coach is going to give you the secret to having 10,000 months or 15,000 months or whatever the latest fad is. Yeah, um, the latest fad level in business. <laughs> which is there like uh, every year, every month is a new fad you would see on social media, right? Everyone's talking about. Yeah, exactly. It used to be $10,000 months and six-figure businesses and yeah. now they're coming out with like seven-figure stuff, right? <laughs> there's no secret and I realized that the problem was me. I was... Oh, like, hang, hang on. I want you to say that again. So I did every course, course out there regarding uh, with business strategy. It did not work. And, and I realized there is no secret. Oh. Exactly. And the problem is me. Because at the mm. same time, I'm seeing women who did not do do not get official course. I mean, of course, you have to follow a certain strategy, but they were doing very well. And um, also, I have, like, I have friends who, they, they were, some of them are, you know, in the field of business. Some of them are, uh, they're in consulting, they're employed by big MNCs and stuff. And I would see that how there would be some of them who would just, they were all doing like in the same amount of work, putting in the same amount of hours. They are in uh, London. We all work very hard. But how some of them would progress a lot and some of them would not. And it all came to the mindset. And I was like, the problem is me. And when I say me, it's my mindset. I need yeah. to change how I feel about myself and how I need how I feel about money. And that's when I started doing my work on healing my relationship with money. And I'm really open about the fact that... Quick quick question for you before we go into healing that relationship. Was this like a a flash of insight or was this a a gradual realization that came over months? It was a gradual realization because I would Mm. get frustrated and um, I would be like, why is it not working for me? And, you know, like when things are not working, you always tell yourself, oh, there's something wrong with me, right? But Mm -hmm. you... You tell yourself there's something wrong with me, but you don't dwell deep into the fact that what is wrong with me. We we automatically think about the fact that, oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough. This will never happen for me. Rather than thinking that I just need to tweak something in my thinking and yeah. I can tweak it. Um, exactly. I, I love that because a lot of us will go, oh, there's something with me. I can never have this, right? That's kind of programmed into us. Well, your personality is what it is. And if it's not just so, you're, you're done for. So how did, how did you have the space for that realization that you could, in fact, change this, quote, unquote, personality trait, this mindset? Uh, I started reading a lot of work about mindset generally. And um, mm-hmm. I was, I kind of realized when I was reading that work that there's nothing like we can, we all have the same amount of potential in life. Yes, we all, you know, we start at different places, but uh, we can all, if we set our mind to do something and uh, we believe that we can do it and we work through things which are st- internally what is stopping us from reaching that goal. And it can be anything. It can be money. It can be you know, relationships, it can be um, 
weight loss. Women, women struggle with weight loss, right? Uh, well, there's but, all kinds of things, right? And uh, the thing that always intrigues me with, with these quote-unquote reasons is you look at one person who's like, oh, well, I... I can't possibly do this because I'm overweight and I get judged and blah, 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 blah. And then you'll have someone else who that's their, their motivation. It's like, I, I need to lose this weight and my motivation is to earn the money so that I can go, you know, whatever their weight loss solution is to make that happen. And so there's one person that uses it as like this block and then there's other, other person who uses it like the gas to move them forward. <laughs> Which I think goes back around to what we were talking about in terms of mindset. And we're up on our first break already. So what I'd like to invite you to do is take your pen and take your piece of paper. And I'd like you to think back over the previous couple of weeks. And what are the things that keep popping up for you where you're telling yourself, oh, this is a block that will keep me from going to whatever your goal is, the next level in your business, from getting started in your business, from going back and getting your degree, whatever that goal is. I'd like you to spend some time with your pen, with your piece of paper. What are those things that are coming up as, as hurdles, stops, things that have been keeping you from getting there? And take note of those, acknowledge those, and when we come back from the break, we'll tell you how to bust them. All right, hang with us. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Zofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. 
Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales. I'm still here with the amazing and wonderful Samira Singh. And I want to thank you for taking time over the break to make that list of the things that you've been using uh, and designating as blocks in your life as opposed to the gas to get you through the difficulties. Um, and Samira is going to share with us she promised me over the break, uh, how she started to change the mental programming, the thoughts that were behind her lack of success, her lack of traction in her business. Take it away, Samira. (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, Yes. Uh, Once I realized that uh, the problem was me, and I knew that then I knew that I had to work on myself and on my relationship with money. And I'm always very honest, it's it's a relationship, it's a lifelong process. So it, it's not like you work on it once and then you leave it uh, because that will not work. It's, solved. it's just you like can become a billionaire, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, it's like when you, when you have a partner. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like when you have a partner, you you go through the initial phases and you build a solid relationship, but you still keep working on it, right? If you start taking them for granted, the relationship basically stops working. Yeah. It's just like that. So the, the first part of the process, and this is a process which I work with my clients, was finding out what are the limiting beliefs about money, which were uh, holding me back and which were basically stopping this uh, me from reaching my full financial potential. And, and what were your particular set of limiting beliefs at that time? So my well, set the first, of limiting- the first layer, right? Because I know we uncover other things as we dig, dig, dig deeper. The, the first layer was the firstly that money is hard to come by, that there's mm-hmm. not enough money. So there was this feeling of scarcity that. Uh, like if I, if someone else gets a client, that means I won't get it or they're just limited number of clients, there's limited number of money. And uh, so the biggest piece of work I had to do was really change my belief that money is just energy. There's, there's, it, there's more than enough of it in the universe for all of us. And there's unlimited supply of money. I don't know where the money would come from. I need to keep taking my actions and trust the universe that the money will come. Yeah, one of the one of the things that I like to remember around that word money, um, and I don't think she created this, but I, the first person I heard it from was Ian Levanzant, and that is that money stands for my own natural energy yield. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Love that right back around to what you're putting out into the universe in some way. Exactly. One of your first layers was there's just a shortage of this stuff and there's not enough to go around. How did you start to take that apart? I really worked through why I thought there was not enough. And of course, you know, that led me to my childhood and things which I've observed. And I started seeing... I told myself that I need to change this belief. 
so when whenever you have a limiting belief the process is same to change it into empowering belief you kind you kind of say let's say if you think the money is scarce money is hard to come by you find it you think of a belief which is more empowering so it can be that money is very easy to come by or money comes to me easily there's enough money it won't be same for anyone but what works best for you so i found out what worked best for me was flipping this limiting belief into a belief that money is everywhere money is this money is enough abundance in world and yeah yeah now how do we know if we found the one that's going to work for us or if we're trying to force some a square peg into a round hole <laughs> <laughs> you would it it would just click with you so you can you would you'll have to it's the, you'll have to play around a couple of them and you have to kind of let go of an attachment that this is what it needs to look like mm. and when you play around with it but i always tell my clients is like is like write 10 different versions of what you want to do and then you will find the one which will instantly click with you but mm-hmm. we often what often comes in the way is our own thoughts our own brain because we kind of go like oh but like uh i want it, it i feel it should look a certain way it should look like this but that that's you have to leave that thinking behind what lights you up is the right way you would suddenly know that what lights you up so what for example what worked for me was this that there is enough of abundance in nature so it's not related to money there was nothing even i'm not even i was not even thinking about money but it was like just the fact that thinking that universe is always providing to us for everything and yeah. uh, that's what i started believing in and how to, how to believe it is you have to train your brain to believe it so you uh, basically start looking for the evidence of the fact that your empowering belief is true and this is a a, a, a technique which a lot of uh, sports people also use uh, you basically our brain believes uh, something by the evidence it sees so the more you show it evidence of something it starts uh, believing that and that's what a lot of marketing campaigns also do right they start to show you evidence or you know there was thing in 70s and 80s that the advertisements were flashing invisible messages which we cannot see Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or what you hear in like email marketing, you've got to put your offer in front in front of somebody like seven or eight times before they're really willing to go. Oh, yeah, well, okay, maybe. <laughs> so you uh, what I always do is you you do something called a evidence journal and you start oh. looking start with looking at three pieces of evidence every day. You start in the first week with just three pieces. So I would look for three pieces of evidence every day that there's enough of abundance in nature and you write them down and the, again the evidence doesn't have to be like this money coming to bank account it is very personal it is like what do you think of the evidence it can be the yeah. fact that someone treated you to a coffee or your favorite shampoo was on a discount or you found a 5p pens um or of IP dollar of IP, uh, in your case like you know lying around right or or there was a little plant that came up in your front yard that's one you've always wanted <laughs> but you didn't exactly. like buy or plant right uh, and then you increase it to a uh, 5 the next week 
then you increase it to seven, then you increase it to 10. And you, you have to do it at least, it's not an easy process, you have to do it at least for 90 days for, for your brain to start believing a belief. And you yeah. take, you write evidence every day. And this exercise you can do with, it doesn't, it's not only money, you can do it with any belief you want to change uh, about yourself or anything you believe in. Yeah, so that I'm, was, I'm, I'm hearing a bunch of people out there groaning and going, all of my New Year's resolutions have gone to shit and you want me to commit <laughs> to journaling? <laughs> What are some ways that people can um, can help themselves if they've had challenges with commitments in the past? So the first thing is, uh, again, I always say, look at what works best for you. So you don't have a journal. You can always write on your phone. Like or if you always carry your phone, so you can, you know, write on the notepad in your phone. Uh, if you, uh, if, even, if even that doesn't work for you, just take a mental note, right? Just, just uh, keep reminding yourself like, oh, this is the evidence I saw. Where is the evidence? I always tell people that this, uh, and people often tend to get very prescriptive that, oh, if I do these five steps, it will, this is how I'm meant to do it. But everyone's different. Uh, do, do what works for you. But at the same time, uh, think of this as it's almost like going to gym, right? So when you go to gym and you want to run 10K, you start slowly 2K, 3K, 4K, but you have to do it consistently. If you miss yeah. one day, that's not the end of the world. Be kind to yourself. Just start again. Well, and here's the other thing that I love around like making changes like this. I'm big on accountability. That's a big thing for me. Uh, but if I can make it fun and accountable at the same time, that's like a real winning combination for me personally. So it's something to consider if you're not big on like journals and that kind of stuff. You know, do it with a girlfriend, do it with your kids, do it with your your sister, your mom or, or your boyfriend or whoever, right? It's like, okay, our challenge today is to find three ways in which the universe is abundant or whatever your proof is. And we'll meet back tonight and we'll share. Exactly. And I'm also all about, you know, making things in life fun because I've realized that procrastination comes when you think something is not fun. <laughs> and yeah, and, and it's hard and it sucks and you'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> don't write. <laughs> why don't I love to... gamification, right? <laughs> exactly. Don't write it. Just if, if what helps you is that you would do like a, a small dance step or you'll just jump in the air if you find a new piece of evidence. If that's what works for you, just do that, right, you know? Yeah, exactly. Do do whatever it takes to make it fun and to keep it at top of mind. I exactly. And, and because once it's fun, you would know that you would be more consistent at doing it. You will never be consistent at doing something which you think is forced on you or is it like a, it's like a chore, right? Yeah, um, or or it's just something that's not fun to you. For me, journaling is not the thing. And so everybody who comes back and says, well, you need to journal, I just kind of like internally groan and roll my eyes while I smile at them politely and go, thank you for the advice. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. you do. You, you've got to pick the things that fit you. So, uh, th so basically that's what I started doing then. I, uh, I started... Uh, working on changing my own 
belief around the money and i'll be very honest it's a lifelong process even now sometimes i find myself you know going through the same uh, pitfalls again and i have to bring myself back and you know restart the work mhm yeah from scratch the other part i'm also very big on is uh, taking action but not getting very attached to the outcome so you want oh, and isn't that a fine line to walk <laughs> this is very hard and again i struggle with it but i've always seen that the best results come because we can, we tend to get so attached that this is how it is meant to work that you know i'm going to i'm going to post five posts on instagram and this is how my clients will come but uh, we really don't know uh, how the universe will bring it to us by the way of least resistance so yeah, i exactly. always tell myself i always tell myself that you ha- you have to take the actions because uh, fortune favors the bold you know universal god helps those who help themselves i'm very clear about it but well yeah point, and and who's which life coach is somebody going to choose the one that's been out there you know posting and doing videos and that kind of thing and you know has you on their email list or the one who's quietly in the background who would be amazing but you don't know they exist exactly so do take all the actions that you need to take but uh, release try not to get too attached to the outcome and i know that it's very very difficult if this is your main gig because then you are like i have you know i have my mortgage to pay i have to feed my kids uh, so i totally get that it's a very it's a very fine line uh, in believing that things will work out and at the same time trying to figure out a way to reach a certain target a month or a year and so i totally appreciate yeah. that Exactly. Now one one of the things I've found that helps me uh to kind of keep that little bit of distance and this I think has to do some with my own background and training as a scientist. <laughs> I like to do experiments. I'll put the air quotes around that. Um because they're not officially experiments in terms of like scientific rigor, but it allows me to have that curiosity. I'm just going to put it out there and see what happens. I'm just going to do that and see what happens. Because you never fail, you only learn. And so if I can stay curious about it as opposed to getting attached with, well, is this getting me three clients this month? Um it is I'm able to do more of it. <laughs> exactly. And the other piece of work which I had to really do on myself is to uh, uh, and i know relevant people talk about this people often get confused is to get the energy of the woman who was already who already had a very healthy relationship with money who already was living in a life where you know she was not worried about money and mm-hmm. again it sounds very uh, it sounds too spiritual and it sometimes throws off people but it is it's a very simple process actually basically you almost think about how would this version of you who who would let's say uh, who had a healthy relationship with money or if you have a specific target like you know you want to earn 5000 pounds or dollars in your case or 10000 pounds or dollars a month or you know you have a six figure dream thinking about what would this person do how mm. would 
how, how would she act? How would she speak? Um, how would she treat people? How would she uh, talk? How would she stand? And try doing as many of these things now as you can. So, yeah, well, and I love that. I love that advice. And I'm going to put the scientific side of that in there because we have this subconscious mind and this is what we're trying to change because that's where all of the beliefs and things live. And the subconscious mind doesn't speak in words the way the conscious mind does. It speaks in images and feelings and thoughts and sensations that would go along with action. And so when you do an exercise like this, you're actually priming your subconscious mind to do it differently. Exactly. And uh, people often get tripped on the fact that, uh, oh, this version of me would be like, you know, wearing designer clothes or she's she would be, you know, doing this. So I always tell people that don't worry about the, like, things which you can't do. Yeah. Yeah, Think things of things which you can do and make incremental changes. So if this person of you will always eat, let's say, will always have coffee in a best bone china mugs, like the ones which you keep for the queen, as we say in England, or the king now, (laughs) Just buy a slightly better mug than what you have now, right? Uh, at least it's not cracked. But yeah. there are a lot of other things which you can do now. Things like how would this person react to other things? What kind of food she would eat? What kind of, you know, how she would carry herself? How she would stand? So, so don't get too trapped into the trappings that you can't do one thing. Think about the things that you can. And as exactly as you said, we're, your subconscious We're, we're going to put a little little pen in this. I hate to interrupt, but we're up on our commercial break and well, you know, you got to pay the bills, right? (laughs) I would like to invite you, dear listener, grab your pen, grab your piece of paper and spend some time with that future you. What is she like? What are her attitudes? How does she treat the people around her? How does she carry herself? How does she think about money? How does she make decisions that are in alignment with where you want to be. Spend some time around gathering that together for yourself and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827. And let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you, and go out and live soul first. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales. I'm still here with the amazing and wonderful Samira Singh, who I deeply appreciate for staying up very late in her time zone because she's in London right now. <laughs> uh, and I appreciate you for joining us today and playing along. It's, it's important, I find, to play along with these kinds of things and not just to listen and go, well, isn't that nice or interesting? And uh, I would like to thank you, dear listener, for playing full on. Appreciate that. So, Samira, you've been identifying these money blocks in your life and working with your subconscious mind to rework your mentality. And I know in this process, you hit upon this concept of money personalities. How did you come on that? So the money personalities uh, I came on with, because when I started doing this kind of work, I realized that uh, uh, we all have specific money blocks, but I could uh, divide basically my clients and uh, uh, people I know into certain kind of traits which certain kind of people show in relation to their money, both which includes both the good and what I call the shadow side. I don't like to call like a negative. I just call it a shadow side, which we all have to work through. And then right. I well, and, and shadow sides are not always, what do I want to say, negative. Uh, I've talked to several people who do shadow work, and it's like, you know, when you embrace that shadow side actually that's when you really come into your strength as opposed to like pushing it down and trying to run away from it (laughs) so beautifully put i could not have put it in a better way exactly and basically exactly as you said that you reach your full potential by embracing your shadow side and working you know converting them into a strength rather than trying to ignore them or thinking of them as a negative trait. So what are the different money personalities? So there are eight kind of uh, money personalities. Uh, and before uh, uh, I uh, uh, speak about the money personality, so I did I did work with some of the other, other teachers who have different money personality systems and I worked with, like I started with them. And then I kind of came up with my own uh, my personality uh, system on which 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 I work on. So there are eight kinds of money personalities. The and I'll give you a brief breakdown of all of them. 
The first one is what I called a saver or the inner banker. So these mm. people, for them, the main motivation is to save the money. They are driven by the idea of saving money. This is your friend who, when she goes to the movies, will go to five places to find the best deal on the popcorn and Diet Coke. And it doesn't matter if she saves 50 cents or five cents. The idea is this, that she's saving something. Or, or in the extreme, she smuggles it in in her oversized purse. Yes, we all had a friend <laughs> like this. and we, uh, Oh, it, this is also the same person who, if you go out for the meals, they would be the first people to, you know, you always rely on them to divide the bill and they would like you know, divide it to the cent. Yes, you owe twenty three ninety three, <laughs> including the service charge or the tip, yes, as you exactly. call it. <laughs> um, so, so these are the savers of who I called. The second uh, are the visionaries. For them, the main driver behind money is that they see money as a tool to change the world. Uh, yes. They have a hate and love relationship with money because they personally don't like money that much but they do realize at the same time that you need it to uh, work yeah, on well, whatever it's, it's the grease that makes the wheels go around right <laughs> and yeah. a lot of people who are uh, who are into ch- charities or uh, who works for NGOs or who donate to them uh, uh, like in a big amount, they, they fall under this category. And um, the third one is what I call a superstar or uh, in a big shot. For these people, money is a way to stand out. Uh, they, uh, this is your friend who would buy the best, uh, the first, the best, the, 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 whenever an iPhone comes out, she would be the first one to buy that one and talking about it all over social media or, you know, when she sees you, she'll buy the best handbags, the designer bags. She will always travel in business class. And Yeah, I was going to say the, the $1,500 shoes, yes. <laughs> and the thing is this, that they will talk about it because um, they want to uh, show, they want to show off uh, in the sense, but show off to stand out because for them, money is a way to stand out in the crowd. They can also be very generous. So these are often the people who will be who will go get drunk in a bar and go like, I'm going to buy champagne for everyone there, even if I don't know them. Yeah, exactly. Champagne for everyone. <laughs> so uh, I can't remember what was the name of the character who was who Leonardo DiCaprio played in, uh, you know, the the Wolf of the. Oh yes, the Wolf of Wall Street. What was his? Wall Street. He's I'm not terrible example. about that, but yeah, he definitely fit that mold. <laughs> Perfect example of uh, that more person. Both are the uniters. These are the people who are, who prioritize relationships over money. Uh, they, these are the people who will have the same clients for the last 20 years. They will have, but they would not have increased the prices. They would die at the idea of rather than increasing the prices and telling, you know, giving, having that difficult conversation with long clients that I'm increasing my prices and if you can't pay. Exactly. They've they've grandfathered these clients for the last 25 years. (laughs) They're paying 25 bucks an hour. Exactly. And they will have the clients who would stay with them for years because they've invested so much in the relationship. 
but at the yeah. same time they sometimes feel resentful because they know that they're not charging what they need to charge but they'll never do it because uh, they for them more what's more important is relationships well yeah and they are the ones that are likely to say you know if i have to choose between money and love it's going to be love exactly exactly and um, uh, the fifth are what i called as the ethnoclasts or the rebels without a cause they I'm sorry, love to say again yeah like the what i call like inner rebels without a cause inner rebel uh, okay without a cause <laughs> or mavericks or you know ethnoclasts as you call them they are they love earning money but they need to earn they need to have that adrenaline rush while earning money they they have to earn money in an unconventional way and mm-hmm. even if they are in a conventional industry they would do something they would shake things up to make it unconventional sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't uh, these are the people who would love to make money via gambling or you know stock market um, or as i said they may be in a conventional industry but they would take unconventional steps uh, elon musk being a perfect example sometimes it works like it worked very really well for tesla it did not work for x uh, or twitter uh, yeah the former twitter <laughs> yeah. so, so they for, for them but it has to be you know they have need to feel that adrenaline rush they need it has to be unconventional yeah yeah that would, that would definitely be elon musk <laughs> And but what's our the, what's our next category? Carers, the carers are very similar to uniters, but uh, they're different in the sense that for them, money is a means to take care of people. Lot of okay, women. Okay. Get, tell, tell me the name of the category again. I missed that. Carers. Carers. Okay. Yes. And uh, they are a uh, lot of women fall uh, under this category. they uh think of money as a tool to take care of other people and mm-hmm. they hate to spend money on themselves uh, you will often yeah, have people- yeah a lot of mothers fall into that category like very naturally my my mother was in that category and i can remember being about 8 or 10 and going into her closet and looking at her clothes which were quite worn at that point and at the back she had some suits that she'd once worn when she was in banking early in her career and I looked at the closet and went I don't think I want to be a mom if I can't you know have nice clothes <laughs> and exactly and these are the people who will always you know uh, give loans or uh, to their friends even if they don't have money themselves they will buy gifts for everyone but they will never buy anything for themselves uh, because uh, correlated to the idea of spending on others is the fact that if i'm spending something on myself that's wrong yes and that frequently lays under there and what are our last two categories the seventh category is essentialist essentialist are similar to celebrities in the sense that they want they also want the top experience they enjoy a comfortable life they want to have a cleaner they also want to travel in a business class they want to go to uh, and stay in a very nice resort but the difference is this that they just want to f- have a good experience they never show off about it like the the like uh, the superstars they will yeah, never even so talk it's not an instagram kind of lifestyle <laughs> it's just it makes them feel good exactly so your and friend, who's our last category 
The last are the rulers. Rulers are what I call uh, legacy builders or they are empire builders. They often work very hard to earn money. But what actually drives them is not the money, but the empire. Because they want to leave, they want to, it's, they're very achievement driven, a lot of type A personality people. They want to see a result, they want to see a legacy. So if exactly. you give a million dollar in a, in a lottery win, they'll be very unhappy because they'll be like, I have the money, but where's my impact? Where's my legacy? Exactly, exactly. Well, and we are up at the tail end of our show already. It's a good thing we're doing a double. So come back in two weeks and we will on that episode, dig into the different traits and the shadow sides and what you can do, how you identify your money, personality, all of that amazing stuff. So that'll be in two weeks. And uh, thank you so much for joining me here today, Samira. It's been an amazing conversation. I'm so looking forward to part two. Thank you. I'm absolutely honored to be here. And uh, thank you so much for having me here. All right, and thank you for joining me here today, dear listener. I would love to hear from you. Drop me a quick email at askzofia at transformationspace.co and just let me know how you felt about the episode, what you liked about it, maybe topics or other people you'd like to see. I'd love to hear whatever is on your heart. And uh, Next week's episode is actually going to be with Susan Schatzer, and we are going to discuss depleting, neutralizing, and contributing choices that you can make in your life, what they are, and how to make them work for you. So come back and see us next week, and until then, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 